Welcome to our podcast called Hope Anchors. I'm Johnny. And I'm Sean. And together we really want to share the hope that anchors the very core of who we are to all that Jesus is. Hey, Johnny, I know we say this quite often, but uh, in Hebrews 6.19, it reads, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. So just to reiterate where we've been with this conversation, and it actually is, Sean and I have decided that we're going to take a couple hours just together to have a conversation about joy. It's a great topic. It's something that can, it's a timeless topic. It's something that, you know, grows in us. It's sometimes we have things in our lives that can take our joy away. Some things in our lives bring us a lot of joy. And, you know, they can be based on any number of circumstances. But what we've really been encouraging you to do is not to base your joy, your happiness, your contentment on your circumstances or even on anyone or anything else in this world, but that you would actually see your very source of joy in Jesus and the good news that surrounds him. Yeah. And so our key passage that we've been looking at through the, throughout this conversation comes out of Luke chapter two, verses 10 and 11, where there were some shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks. And this uh, angelic messenger appears to them and they were all feared, filled with great fear. And a lot of times, you know, I would imagine that you've been filled with great fear for a variety of things. It could be great fear. You could be extremely fearful. You could also just have this low lying sense of anxiety about something, about someone in your life. But the angel says to the shepherds, don't fear. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. And then he has them focus. He says, listen, for you, for unto you this day is born in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. He wants them to focus on the fact that Jesus has saved us. He is this long, long-awaited anointed one, the Christ, the Messiah, and that he is also the Lord. He is to be the leader of our lives. And one of the things that we've said in this conversation is that, you know, though uh, great joy is promised to all people, not all people experience great joy. We define joy as an emotion of calm delight and great happiness caused by something good. And really the key to having joy in our lives isn't to passively wait for it, it's to actively pursue it. Yep. And so what is the source of great joy? Uh, I've, when we said it the last time, we, we just simply said it's God. Source of great joy, Jesus. The source of this great joy is the Holy Spirit. So, Johnny, the big question is, what do we do with this gift of joy, this gift that God has given us through the birth of his son? What do we do with this gift? Well, what do we do with gifts? We receive them. We give them. When we turn our life over to God, when we accept him in our life, um, God does something very special for us. He fills us with the Holy Spirit. We receive this gift of the Holy Spirit. And when the Spirit dwells in us, you know, I, I like to say, I don't like the, the idea of it just dwelling. I want it to live, to live through me, to live with me. In all reality, we have been entrusted. We have been entrusted with this Holy Spirit to live our life as Christ lived his. You know, so as a Christian, uh, the way that we kind of learn about this and what we're supposed to do with this gift, with this, and what we've been entrusted with, is uh, we are called to uh, bear fruit. 
Um, so the seed of God that has been planted in our hearts and our and our minds and our lives, um, just like any other fruit that produces seeds, it's the whole idea is to produce more fruit. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting. We call this fruit of the spirits because in Galatians five twenty two through twenty three, it talks about the fruit of the spirits. And the fruit of the spirits is made up of the following nine qualities of gifts. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's kind of interesting to me that when Jesus was asked which, which commandment was the greatest, he simply said, love your God, love your neighbor. Just kind of paraphrase that real quick. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't really surprise me that when we see the gifts of uh, fruit of the spirits, these gifts, that love's number one. Joy is the second one mentioned, but I'm going to tell you, just like any other commandment, joy and self-control, You can we can have sermons and, and preachings and series on any of those, mm-hmm. you know, and they all mean just as much as the, as the other. Well, and here we're taking but, weeks to unpack joy. <laughs> yes, but we are in our series called Joy, so we're just going to talk about joy and stay right there. Well, I love that the Apostle Paul um, communicates this as a fruit of the Spirit, that if you're going to grow in joy, you grow in the spirit. Yeah. What you're doing is you're surrendering yourself more and more to God's very presence within you. That's what the Holy Spirit is that, you know, this holy, which means distinct, special, awesome uh, spirit. You know, this is a divine presence. This is God's very presence living within us. He is not just with us. He actually lives in us. That was the promise that Jesus was was talking about, that the Holy Spirit would come to dwell, to live inside of us, to to live in us, to live through us. And, you know, when you're when you have something in your life where it's just taking your joy away, it seems very unnatural to have joy when you're going through some maybe even excruciating pain. Yeah. Could be that you're going through cancer. Somebody in your family has uh some uh, debilitating sickness, and it just seems completely unnatural for you to have joy in those times. Mm-hmm. But that's when God's super comes on our natural to grow the fruit of the Spirit within us. And so when we're thinking about, okay, what, how in the world do I grow in joy? You grow in God. You focus your life on Him. Don't don't be thinking, okay, Lord, I just I need more joy. Well, maybe we need more God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so what we need to do is just surrender ourselves to him so that the Holy spirit continues to live in us through us. And he supernaturally grows the fruit of the spirit love. We can love in a greater measure, those around us, even those that we don't even like, uh, but that we would have this growing sense of joy. And, you know, in the, in following conversations, we talked about a, a joy meter or a joyometer, but you know, you can, depending on whether you're at a one or you're at a nine. Uh, if you're at a one or a two, you can notch that up by what you're focusing on, even though the circumstances around you are not going so well. But because you're focusing on that good news that the angels wanted the shepherds to focus on, that we are bringing good news of great joy that should be for all people, um, that we can grow in joy, that that fruit can grow within us by God's supernatural power. How do we share this joy then, Johnny? And do we really need to give thanks for for this joy in our lives? You know, like I like to do is let's take a look. Let's take a look at the Bible and see how how we can get, you know, if we can get any ideas of how to share and celebrate joy. Hmm. 
Well, let's go back to the Old Testament because that's where everything really originates. Ecclesiastics 3.4. It says that we'll have a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. Mm. Well, I think of a time to laugh and a time to dance. Um, that, that should fall into the category of ways to share and celebrate joy. Mm-hmm. Or shall we say party? Mm-hmm. Um, now, when I say party, I don't mean going out, getting drunk, sexual activities outside of marriage, drugs, um, because to me, those are not an awesome party activity. Mm. That's just not it. Uh, they're more self-destructive. They're more about just yourself. Mm. Um, if we're really going to party and celebrate joy, a true party leaves you feeling happier than when you got there. I love that. Um, it should never be a miserable time. Should not be. You should never be hung over if that's going to be the whole idea. Uh, a true party should bring people together. It should bring the community together. Um, and, and, and a true party will celebrate something truly awesome. It should celebrate Jesus as well. Mm. So if we take more looks at the Old Testament, did they party in the Old Testament? Well, First Chronicles 12, 38 through 40. And we're talking over 300,000 men is when we're reading this. But all these men of war, arrayed in battle order, came to Hebron with a whole heart to make David king over all Israel. Likewise, all the rest of Israel were of a single mind to make David king. And they were there with David for three days. Three days. That's a eating. great celebration. That's a celebration. Eating and drinking, for their brothers had made preparation for them. And also their relatives from as far as Issachar, Zebulun, and Naphtali, if I said those right, came bringing food on donkeys and on camels and on mules and on oxen, abundant provisions of flour, cakes of figs. I don't know if there was any candles. Clusters of raisins and wine and oil, oxen and sheep, for there was joy joy in Israel. Three days. Sounds like a pretty good-sized party to me. Um, Nehemiah 8.10. I know this is one of those great books that everybody's uh, familiar with. (laughs) You Um, should be. It's a great book. (laughs) One of my favorites. Yeah. Starting in verse verse 10, then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat and drink sweet wine and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready for this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. I want to know how many of you have Nehemiah eight ten as a memory verse. I'm just saying Eat the fat drink sweet wine. I'm just saying, I'm just going to quote that one. Uh, you know, so what brings you great joy? What makes you want to celebrate? Uh, you know, for me personally, a great joy for me is uh, is our first granddaughter, Zoe. Um, yes, I do have two sons along with their wives. And, <laughs> and yes, my wife, Julie, is a great gift from God, and she brings me great joy. Um, but what I'm really trying to get at here is uh, Zoe turns one, mm. you know, here shortly. And so we're going to celebrate her first birthday, the first birthday. How amazing, you know, the gift of God. This little creature brings me such great joy. 
in the same month here, uh, my youngest son, John, baby. my baby, is turning 30. So birthdays are a joyous occasion. We celebrate these joyous occasions with some really great parties. Um, something else that might be a great joyous occasion. How about a wedding? Weddings we celebrate with really big parties. Um, and back in the Old Testament times and even during Jesus, those lasted three days. days. Yeah, they were days long. You know, uh, even when Jesus, uh, his first, you know, one of his first miracles of turning the water into wine is because they ran out of wine. Yeah. Those are great things, uh, great celebrations, great ideas. You know, you're filled with joy. Um, and something that I, when, when we did our sermon together, um, something that I said, that I want a celebration for is uh, for my, and I still call it today, a funeral. You know, your funeral. That is a time that you don't think of having a great celebration, but that should be a joyous occasion. Mm-hmm. I want my funeral to be a joyous occasion. I want there to be a great party. Mm-hmm. Um, but for all of this to happen, it's got to be because Jesus is the focus. Yeah. I mean, that's how you can have joy. In the chaos, you know, like we talked about uh, earlier, uh, that is where we get this. So the way that we produce the fruit of joy is by celebrating. Uh, And this celebration, it does not have to be a great big party. That does help. Hmm. But it can be as simple as uh, an expression of just holding a door open, smiling at somebody, sharing that joy. Um, How about listening to someone without having to try to solve their problems. I mean, we're men. We're supposed to solve. That's the <laughs> last thing we want to do is just sit there and listen. Um, but once again, I think of Job and his friends. They just sat there and listened. Yeah. You know. Uh, At least to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So, but joy can be so simple, but yet we have such a hard time, um, you know, understanding what to do with this joy at times. Um, so the seed that is planted is the seed of hope. And that hope is Jesus, the hope that Jesus gives us. Um, that's the hope of joy through everything that we have. And that hope can be everything. Uh, it could say that everything's going to be okay in the midst of the chaos of this world. We can see and feel joy in our foundation as long as our foundation is built on Jesus. There's going to be storms in our lives that's going to pass through. And that's when we're really called to have joy because the storms are there. Our faith is so strong and we can see that it's not as bad as we, it used to be. I remember some of the worst storms in my life because I didn't have Jesus. Hmm. And now that I have Jesus, that wasn't even a storm. It was like just a little, little, it was a misty day, Hmm. you know, but uh, it's, it's where we get this joy from and, how do we celebrate this joy? Throw a party, you know. I, I, it's it's really kind of interesting. I have this little written down here because it kind of came to me when we celebrate births. You know, we're getting ready. We're in this season where we're celebrating the birth of Christ. And yet, we know that it's because of our sin that he will be nailed on the cross. We're celebrating the birth of somebody that we know is going to be nailed to the cross. Hmm. Well, and what's amazing, you know, the, the next conversation we're going to get into, it, it comes out of Hebrews chapter 12, where Jesus, because of the joy set before him, scorned the cross. He's, you know, it, it just, 
he was looking ahead at the joy that would be his, that he would be bringing millions and even billions of people to himself, uh, to our Heavenly Father. And that's the joy that he had, even though he knew he was heading for the cross. And, you know, so here we're talking about what does it mean to grow in joy? Well, what it means is that this this joy is a fruit of the Spirit that's going to grow within us as we as we surrender our lives to him more and more. But there are things that we can do to grow in joy as well. And, you know, we see this in uh, the variety of times throughout the Old Testament as well as the New. It's it's Paul quoting, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So it, it, celebrate. That's what he's calling us to yep. do. And there are a variety of ways in which you can celebrate. And you think about it, you can kind of concentric circles. There, are, There's a way that you can celebrate personally. Uh, a buddy of mine back when I was in college, actually was my best friend growing up, he had talked about journaling and I had never heard about journaling before. And maybe not all of you, our listeners, are into writing thoughts out or writing what's going on, but it's such a fantastic practice to just jot down what God is doing in your life or maybe even write down what God is telling you at that point in your life. Because what can happen is that as you look back on those things, you can see ways in which God is growing you. It's it's fantastic to be able to go back and, and to read to reread some of the things that the Lord was telling me and how it can make an impact on my life in the present day right now. Something that he was telling me back in college can actually make an impact on me even now. But that celebration can be just you simply writing down what God is teaching you, what God is showing you, or what's been happening in your life. You can celebrate that in your own quiet time. You can. Uh, I remember a, a young adult friend where she uh, put... This was all during the month of November where she wanted to be, she wanted to list what she was thankful for and found joy in. And so she had sticky notes all over her, her mirror. And she just, she, as, as soon as something would come to her, she would write it on a sticky note and then she would put it on that mirror later on that day after she got home from work. And I think that's one of the ways that we can celebrate. Uh, another week, way we can celebrate is just to simply share those things with our spouse or our yeah. kids or your parents uh, or a close friend. Uh, but that, you know, you're sharing something one-on-one with others. You're celebrating with them. Uh, we can celebrate as we gather together with other Jesus followers. You know, we celebrate that when we gather, whether it's in a, a small group, whether it's in a house church, whether it's in a larger church, whatever it might be, when we gather together on a Sunday morning, that's meant to be a celebration. Yeah. It's a reason why we sing. You know, we're singing songs of praise to rejoice in the Lord. And so, you know, again, going out concentric circles, we're just, we're rejoicing, we're celebrating. And then there are different times in the year where we can celebrate some very specific things like the birth of Jesus, uh, the, the death of Jesus. We can celebrate that because of the victory that it brought us. His resurrection is something that we celebrate, but his resurrection, we celebrate that fact because it, it gave us uh, life from death, but even we celebrate the cross. We celebrate his crucifixion because it brought us freedom from sin. It brought us uh, life out of death. And so there are, you know, there are specific times, specific seasons that we are to celebrate. Yeah. Throughout the Old Testament, there are numerous festivals. Yeah, absolutely. That, that we are to celebrate and to, you know, and to share and to take great joy in. Um, and I love that idea of, you know, if you're wondering, should how do we share this? 
Well, and does God really approve of parties? And I you know, yes. I mean, he shows these festivals uh, for the harvest and, you know, Passover is still a celebration. The Sabbath is a celebration. Mm-hmm. You know, the Sabbath, something that we should be keeping on a weekly basis. The is, command is even to celebrate the Sabbath. Yeah. You know, celebrate. So it's not a time to just it's not just a time of reflection of being quiet and but to celebrate enjoy rejoice in the fact of what is happening uh, on, on this daily basis um, as we're going through some of this stuff uh, and you know what sometimes I was just thinking of all the things that really bring me joy um, being growing up in a military family and you know being a part of the you know being a veteran and everything else when I watch these videos of you know mom or dad that's been serving and they come home, and you see the kids' faces and the spouses' faces, man, I tear up because I am just so filled. It's like I'm almost overjoyed to where the only way I can get that joy out is through my <laughs> tears. Yeah. It's like, oh, my cup is so full. I got to get it out, you know, and it just warms my heart. So joy can be laughter, but joy can be a time to cry. Yeah, I mean, there's just because you're just so happy and it just – so it's kind of really interesting when we talk about joy and the different emotions you can go through and things that will bring you joy. Um, and, and we kind of talked about this earlier on uh, a couple episodes ago. If you're only going to rely on what this world will offer you to give you joy, it's going to come and it's going to go so quick. That joy is going to fade so fast. And you can have circumstances, you could have people that, that bring you a lot of joy, but those same circumstances and those same people can also take away your joy. And yeah. it, it's just a, a natural part of life. And so to, you know, yes, find joy in the people around you, but just realize that that can't be your sole source and it can't be your main source of joy. Yep. And well, I've said this several times, I mean, in our deepest desire to you know, for relationships, for being um, respected and to to be heard, the 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 idea, the desire to have peace in your life. Um, I'm going to tell you, and joy is right with it. Only God can fulfill those. Mm-hmm. Only God is always going to be there. God will never let you down. God will not disappoint you in giving you those deep deep desires that you want, that you're longing for. And it's when we look for those things in somebody else, in a human being, even though they will have the best intentions in life, they will let you down. Mm -hmm. They will disappoint you. They will hurt you. Uh, They will take your joy away. Um, And not that they mean to. Right. Not that they mean to. They love you and everything else. But I'm going to tell you, folks, only God can really fulfill that deep, deep desire that you have to be loved, to be pursued, to be, um, you know, you want to be needed. God needs you. You want to be just hugged and warmed up and just God's the one that does it. Now what God will do, and I will say this, if you're trying to figure out where this joy is and where God is in this joy and your circumstances are, you know, are just, totally just going to the wayside and you can't figure things out. Look around at the people in your life, because a lot of times God has placed a person there next to you. He's 
made an intersection with a stranger sometimes. He has brought somebody to you that if you allow them, they will give you joy. And that joy is coming from God. Mm-hmm. And you'll find your, that meter go from one to two. All of a sudden, it might jump up to four or five, and you can take joy in it. But you have to be willing to look and see it. Um, God is all around us. Don't just expect it to just come from God in like a lightning bolt or you know, all of a sudden you're going to, oh, I feel so much better now because God's with me. God is with you, but he puts other people around us. He sends us his angels in life form that you may not even realize. There they are. And man, what great joy that is. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference between when God sends somebody in your life and they bring you joy and where you you feel it because you know who Jesus is, you understand what the spirit is. It's different than if you just kind of look at somebody and say, man, they look like they're having a good time. I'm just going to take their joy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having fun with because they're having fun. Yeah. It's different. It's so different. Yeah. So, you know, just, you know, joy is this fruit of God's very presence that grows within us. We're encouraging you to not just passively wait for joy to happen, but to actively seek it, to actively uh, look for it to actively speak in joy, to actively worship with joy, uh, but that you would find ways to celebrate this next week. It's, I'm going to change a couple of words. I, I've got this uh, little quote here by Zig Ziglar, and uh, he talks about gratitude. I'm going to change gratitude to joy because hmm. it's going to say joy is the healthiest of all human emotions. The more you express joy for what you have, the more likely you will have even more to express joy for. I like that. So every time you heard the word joy, Zig Ziglar uses gratitude. But I love the fact that I'd rather put joy in there. Yeah. Because you should be grat- you should be grateful for the things that are happening to you. And you want to express that and gratefulness. gratefulness can definitely bring you joy. And that's going to bring you joy. But man, I just love that joy is the healthiest of all human emotions. And mm. that is so true, people. That is That's awesome. I love that. What we're going to do is um, we're going to, you know, we're going to, this, like we said, this is just a continuing conversation, folks. So uh, we're going to end this third part here, and we're going to pick up with our fourth part. We're going to talk more about. Yeah, we're going to dive into Hebrews chapter 12 together and just w- w- what the source of our, of our joy is and what we can do to re-joy. Just like, you know, you can be made new, you can renew, uh, you can be refreshed. Well, you can you can find a sense of rejoy. You can rejoice. That's kind of we're playing on the word there, but but there is something that we can do to re-increase that joy. Yeah. You know, so joy's there. We just want to rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. So hey, thanks everybody for listening to uh, this episode. Hope anchors. I just want to say, uh, you know, Paul wrote in Romans fifteen four for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. So that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Truly our desire together as friends is to give you something to anchor your hope to. So don't give up. Keep looking up. And keep hope alive. Amen, brother.